Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. It's episode 208. I'm Mike. I'm Anton and we don't have an Alistair. Um, last I saw he was eating rocks and has picked up a bit of a cough, hasn't he? Well, that's what happens, you know, when you have some time off. Um, if you take seven days off, then you develop a weak cough. See what I did there? Week off, week. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> I thought that was quite good, Anton. I thought that was all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, sharpening up the tools. But nevertheless, it's just the two of us. But we've got plenty of talk about this week. Yes. What have you been playing, Anton? Historically, um, unsurprisingly, I've been playing Garage Mod for Nintendo Switch, a.k.a. Tears of the Kingdom. I've just been yeah. building away, like, just absolute chaos. So I finally got to Hyrule. <laughs> so I'm a little behind. I'm a bit far, but to be fair, I've played like five or six hours, which um, it has been particularly hectic. Um, but I am absolutely loving it already. Like, I, I really, really have enjoyed the way that the whole game is introduced the way that they kind of you know hold your hand but they, they they kind of give you the chance to explore all the new mechanics really well before you kind of hit Hyrule and it's you know people have said it's quite challenging and I can see that I can see it's going to be challenging but it's really good and it doesn't bother me if I die particularly because I just you know I just go look at something else Absolutely. You know, it's whatever shiny thing you just end up wandering, exploring, and to kind of give an idea of where I am in my playtime, I'm about 40 hours in. So, but I'm particularly late to doing one of the main quests, which is, you know, taking me deeper into the game, shall we say. So if you've been playing a lot, you know exactly what's going on. And, ah, the, the, the intrigue, the mystery, the expanse of this game, very impressed. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've done an amazing job and it's, uh, it's, well, I think well done to Nintendo for actually delivering and delivering on another level. Um, we're going to get started in a minute. Before we do, just a big thanks to all our Patreons who support us uh, by heading to nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. You can uh, become one of the Patreons and it's just £2 a month and you get a bunch of extra stuff. But as well as that, you get to join us in the uh, Discord and at some point we should have a games night, Anton. Yeah, it's been a been a little wee bit. It seems like we're getting uh, some more Mario Kart DLC shortly enough, so that could be a, a strong contender. Yeah, that would be nice. And uh, as well as that, thank you for listening. And if you haven't already left us a review, then they always are appreciated. They help us with things like rankings and, and people finding out about the podcast. And if you want to do that, Apple Podcasts is the place to do it. And uh, yeah, thank you for downloading and subscribing, if you have subscribed. And if you've not, then what are you doing? Come on, subscribe. Hit that button. Ah, oh, this is when we have to say something fun and witty to to lure them in, but alas, oh, that's we've got too got. much news. <laughs> we've got too much news. Right, let's move on then to this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. This was a bit of a surprise. Nintendo announced everybody want to switch. Uh, self-published for Nintendo Switch. Use Joy-Cons or smart devices for some zany fun as you battle in team-based mini-games. Coming out on the 30th of June, 2023. Now, want to switch itself, the first one, had quite a good kind of premise the idea was there it never really delivered is this one going to deliver it's going to be a tough one to see i could see this one really suffering in terms of just selling worse than the last one you know there's a couple games on nintendo switch that have had a second chance at life later in the life cycle such as splatoon 2 going to splatoon 3 and have been able to capitalize on that larger audience but 
I feel like looking back at the context that the first one to Switch was released in, it was released in the context of, okay, we've completed Breath of the Wild and the only other game is Bomberman for 50 quid. I guess I'll pick up this other Nintendo exclusive or Skylanders. I'm not too sure about this one. It is a novel evolution of the premise. The main gimmick here is you're in teams. So you're looking at the screen less and it's less like you've got one foolish person dancing around with a Joy-Con. Everybody's dancing around with a Joy-Con, which I think will loosen up the party vibes of it a little. Yeah, I, I think there's there's something in it. I'm just not sure. Like you said, I think, is it a mistake to go with the same kind of IP with this? Could they have done something totally different? Maybe. But at the same time, who knows? We aren't Nintendo and they do quite well for themselves. So maybe they've got a plan. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we're the target audience on this one. But uh, still interesting. 30th of June, so not long to go. Uh, Milestone uh, SRL have announced Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, self-published by Nintendo Switch. It's a sequel and it adds motorcycles and ATVs. It features a new lateral dash move, split screen co-op, a refined track builder and much more. It's coming out on the 19th of October. Um, I have the first one and I think it plays really well. I thought it was a little, what's the word? I felt I felt there was more they could do with the racing action in it, if that makes sense. There's a lot of collectibles, a lot of really cool kind of nods, nods to childhood Hot Wheels cars and all that kind of stuff. But I just felt that the racing was good, but not thrilling if that makes sense yeah you know it's one that i've been meaning to pick up and play i've got downloaded i think on my xbox but just haven't actually got into it yet and as for this one it looks like a solid evolution of what came before one of the kind of primary critiques i saw of the last one was just how samey some of the environments look and through the cgi trailer we do go through a couple different environments we get the introduction of the different vehicles, which seem to play slightly differently. I'm hoping this one will do well. I think the benefit it's got here is, you know, they made the first Hot Wheels Unleashed, and then they did two seasons pass worth of DLC. So hopefully there's been a good deal of learning that can be re-implemented into this game built from the ground up. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I really want this to do well as well, because I think it's a game that kind of works for parents, it works for the kids, it's kind of, you know, a bit of something for everyone. And I, I do think that the first one had a lot of promise. I just felt it, it fell slightly short for me, so I'm really excited to see what they do with the sequel. Uh, speaking of kids, Outright Games have announced Paw Patrol World for the Nintendo Switch. It's an open world adventure game coming out on the uh, 29th of September. Paw Patrol in an open world, that sounds kind of fun, Anton, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's easy to point at this and be like, it's shovelware. However, they've clearly put a lot of effort in here, and I'm sure this is going to be very formative memories for a few smaller gamers out there, because it's open world. Like, they put some effort into it. This is cool. They could have just done, like, a cheap, like, action adventure. You just go from level to level, make sure you get to the end, super hand-holdy, but... Open world eh, for like a proper young gamer game. Um, intriguing introduction to a genre, I suppose, and then you can move up to stuff like Lego City Undercover. And well, yeah, that was the comparison I was going to draw was Lego City Undercover. And actually, I've actually I know this is really bizarre because my son is not old enough to play video games yet, but I've actually played Paw Patrol, <laughs> the last game, <laughs> on the Xbox, and um, it was actually all right. I mean, it was it was handholdy, it was linear, it was all those things. So it's very interesting to see that they've gone a different way. And fair play, I think that's a brave move, but I think it's it could, as you said, 
be a, a good move. I mean, certainly the IP is very successful, so I wouldn't be hugely surprised if it sells well. Uh, 8-Bit Door, 8-Bit Door, they do what no others do in 8-Bit, have announced a mod kit for the original N64 controller, which allows you to add a Hall Effect joystick, rechargeable battery, Type-C port, and compatibility for the Nintendo Switch and D input devices. No soldering required, which is good because I can't solder. Uh, it's coming out on the 17th of June for $39.99. Um... Kind of cool for those that have the originals and want to have that real authentic feel. I'm assuming that you would be more interested in this than I would. Indeed, I'm very impressed by it. I've seen some hesitation at the price tag of it. It is a bit of money. However, it is worth noting the Hall Effect joystick in there. These are drift-proof analog sticks. And if you're on PC, they're also dead-proof through... uh, dead, uh, Dead zone proof joysticks. So there's like... You can do super sensitive movements if you're using this for PC. And that part alone's probably about like 15, 20 quids of the bundle. So that is contributing to the cost. And overall, they've made a very tidy package. Having the rechargeable battery as like a rumble pack and interchangeable, that's very, very slick. And to be honest, the only disappointment I've got here is they've not made one that works with the N64. Being able to replace the, you know, important and historically important joystick with one that works and won't break after a couple rounds of Mario Party would be brilliant for the original N64. But what we've got here, a great way to play all your Nintendo Switch online N64 games. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, I I always say that the Switch is one of the best retro consoles out there, even though that's not all it does. But I just think they do really well with it. And I think this is very, very cool. I think a very cool idea. And um, there will be an audience. And Anton might be that audience. Uh, regarding uh, regarding Nintendo issuing a DMCA takedown for the Dolphin emulator on Valve's Steam platform, Valve has confirmed the details. Knowing Nintendo's history, Valve informed Nintendo about the emulator's arrival on Steam, not wanting to ship an application only to be forced to take it down. Uh, Nintendo informed Valve that they have a legal dispute with Dolphin, so Valve have decided not to get involved. It's It's more legal talk. It's more um politics red tape all that stuff nintendo have a few of these going on and you can understand why valve decided not to get involved i guess absolutely you know i think there was some hope in the emulation community that you know it's theoretically any emulator could just be posted to you know like solve you know xbox you know the app store nintendo you know steam for instance however that doesn't really happen with you know, outside of RetroArch on Steam. You know, it's not something that happens and, you know, getting Dolphin on off Steam did seem like a bit of a, a breakthrough in that in terms of getting an emulator, which the process of emulation is legal as long as they're not using any of the codes. So once this got the Steam C take down, I think there's a lot of hope in the community that Valve would be, you know, the arbiter in terms of being like, no, this is entirely okay because, you know, Good Guy Valve has built up that reputation of being Good Guy Valve, but at the end of the day, you know, if you can avoid a fight with Nintendo's lawyers, you're going to do it. You're not getting involved. So that's somebody else's no, problem. Absolutely. I can understand exactly where they were coming from. And um, yeah, I would have advised any company that I was involved with to do the same. <laughs> Scary stuff. Now, the entire executive team at Creatures Inc. have undergone a shakeup with Yuji Kitano being appointed president and CEO. Just give us a bit of background on this one, Anton. What what do they do generally and what will this mean? Yeah, so Creatures Inc., you've definitely played 
tons of their games, maybe not heard their name directly out there. They do all the big main main series Pokemon games. And as we know, there has been some rough entries within of the history there. You know, the, the last game had very bad reception for performance and quality. And overall, there's kind of been a lingering feeling for a wee while that, you know, the games have been good, talented people working there, great IP, haven't fully lived up to their potential. And I think if they didn't have the Pokemon IP, you know, stuff like the um, Shining Peril remakes, remake of a great game, but the, the quality of that title on of its own is not up to, you know, the standards of, you know, like a Xenoblade Chronicles that, you know, is a younger franchise, but isn't of that quality. So I can only hope a shake-up at Creatures, Inc. will mean really good things for the company in the long haul. It's needing a kind of, you know, serious, you know, step up in terms of meeting the expectations of kind of current gaming audiences of what a big open world RPG should be like. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I entirely agree. I think that those games they're they're always going to have a huge audience no matter what they do, but that shouldn't be a reason to be all um, EA on them, <laughs> FIFA on them. <laughs> no, no shade thrown, but uh, well, maybe a little bit. Uh, now, according to Bunchun, two gamers in Japan have taken up part-time subcontractor jobs with Amazon Japan with the sole intention of stealing The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom before its release. The two individuals have been ordered to reimburse the damages and have been fired. Interesting one, because how do you go about proving it? Yeah, you know, obviously there there must have been some form of paper trail or, you know, they got took up these jobs and then just begun skiving. But to be honest, as punishments go, it kind of seems like they were successful. You know, the game's out now. They've got their saved data. They just, oh, no, I have to pay you for the game that I got early. It, it seems like it all worked out pretty nicely. Yeah, I mean, they don't say what damages. I don't know. Is it just the game price they have to pay, or are there other are there other damages that they're talking about? I don't know. Yeah, but that we don't have the the exact specifics there. So, um, from what I gathered, it was just covering the the cost of the merchandise stolen. There was also a pro controller stolen. You know, right. you, you need to play Tears of the Kingdom, right? Of course. Well, absolutely. We couldn't have, could have been doing it without the proper pro controller. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one, but uh, there must have been evidence. I mean, I would imagine there must be fairly substantial evidence. Amazon are a fairly big company, probably be quite careful with these things. Okay, well, look, it's time for turbo mode. Ah, yes. Now, this is always quite fun because we get to get your opinion, get Al's opinion and my opinion, but it's just the two of us. So I'm going to fire through these and then we'll talk about them uh, together, Anton. We'll, we'll just kind of, you can pick up one and we'll we'll have a chat. So uh, we're going to fire through a few of the stories this week. NBA 2K23 is available as a Nintendo Switch online game trial until the 13th of June. 
Nintendo have tweeted, more content, more courses are coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass soon. Thank goodness. Uh, Nintendo Force have successfully kickstarted their first book titled The Impact of Iwata, targeting a release of the 6th of December this year, just in time for Christmas. Uh, Nintendo have announced two new Joy-Con sets, Pastel Purple and Pastel Green and Pastel Pink and Pastel Yellow. And I have to say they do look very cool. They're going to be released on the 30th of June. Nintendo have teamed up with Critical Role for a special five-hour Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom themed one-shot episode DM'd by uh, Matt Mercer, the official voice of Ganondorf. Van Poole, the co-developer of various Kirby games, Dylan's Rolling Western, Chibi Robo, Ziplash, uh, they've closed down. Speedrunner ZD, ZDI has beaten the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in 59 minutes and 22 seconds. I don't even know, like, we'll come on to it. People notice that the European artwork for Everybody 1-2 Switch de-emphasizes the horse. Uh, Aspire have cancelled the Sith Lords DLC for Star Wars Knight of the Old Republic 2. Now, existing owners of the game will receive a complimentary video game key as an apology if they visit Aspire's support page. Other affected games included Star Wars Knight of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords on Steam, Knights of the Old Republic on Nintendo Switch, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando on Nintendo Switch, Star Wars Episode One Racer, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight, Jedi, Jedi Academy. What's a Jedi uh, on Nintendo Switch? And Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast on Nintendo Switch. Uh, on the 7th of June, th uh, Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line will receive six new Chrono songs as part of Season Pass 2. Chained Echoes will receive an update on in the next one to two weeks, adding new game plus, new ways of obtaining crystals and more. WrestleQuest has a new trailer and a release date of the 8th of August. Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons is a new trailer and a release date of the 27th of July. And a final Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak digital event will be held on the 7th of June. Quite a lot to dissect there, Anton. I'm going to hand over to you to pick the first story you want to chat about. Indeed. I think the highlight for me this week would have to be the newest episode of Critical Role. Um, I'm personally somebody that doesn't have quite the time commitment to watch every episode of Campaign 3, their kind of ongoing series at the moment. However, getting a one-off episode that's set in the Legend of Zelda universe, so I already know a bunch of the lore, and it's getting voiced like, well, Matt Mercer does Ganondorf within the game and owns and runs Critical Role. It was a match made in heaven. And just after kind of watching the the opening, uh, familiarizing myself for this episode, like the branding and the assets, it feels official. And the excitement of the voice actors and uh, players of that game just... They've got it all down, so that was very exciting. And yeah, cool. getting this new book from uh, Nintendo Force. Very excited to see that. You know, there has been that brilliant Ask Awata book in Japan that we just never got, Mike. Yeah, I, I did think this one looked really good. And it's um, it's very cool that it's had the backing. But it's also, again, this is the kind of thing, I, I mean, I imagine that you'd be very, very interested. But I think Al would be particularly interested. It feels really up his street. Yeah, absolutely. Getting to learn the Kelf, you know, business mind behind Wata, you know, going from literally working on Kirby as a just individual programmer to running Nintendo and like ushering in the, the Wii touch generation, I believe they called that era, you know, very, very impressive. And kind of touching on a couple other things, always love to get more Joy-Cons. I fully suspected when the Nintendo Switch got announced that Joy-Cons were going to be a haven for different designs and shapes and 
There's been some of that, but not as much as I thought, Mike. No, I agree. But I do think these ones are quite nice. It's just such a bizarre thing that here we are six plus years since the launch of the console. And, you know, we're getting new versions of the same thing. <laughs> that was sold on day one okay you know they're they're updated and and you know they look cool and i'm not complaining i'm just it's just a bizarre thing just quickly what did you think of the knights of the old republic stuff because it says to me that sales haven't been quite where they wanted to be now i think i have both these games does that mean i get a free game indeed you just have to visit their support page and you can redeem any of the other games that we mentioned earlier, I think a highlight for me would definitely be getting The Force Awakens on Nintendo Switch. That would be nice, but yeah, that that's disappointing. Um, you know, I think they've done as good of a solution as they could in terms of rectifying it, as I'm concerned it wasn't a particularly big piece of DLC, but it feels trivial. But, you know, I guess the money wasn't in it for them. Hey-ho, get yourself another game. It's... Uh, just mm. just such a shame but um as you know a resident you know legend of zelda speedrunner yourself um do you think <laughs> you can take on zed well i'm five hours in and i've just reached hyrule so it's probably unlikely but um how how did how does this happen like i understand the concept of speedrunning in a game i don't i know that you can go straight to well in the last game you can go straight to ganon and and, and do what you needed to do but how does this work without giving too much away in the game? How does he achieve this? Yeah, so I've similarly not looked in too closely to avoid spoilers, but kind of from what I've read through kind of um, spoiler-conscious eyes, is if you're just really good, you can just kind of do it. <laughs> if you're not wow. going to take a single hit and you're going to do everything graceful and maybe use a couple kind of uh, ultra-hand moves to get yourself there early... Um, there's some tricky, cool stuff. Like I've seen, there are tricks to get to Hyrule earlier. I have seen those. Um, I did. Base- I did guess that actually when I was playing the game without, again without spoilers. I did everything very methodically and and you know slowly. <laughs> it's like very slowly. Um, but I did figure that there would be ways and people would figure it out. But it's wild. It's just. It's. I just can't get my head around how they made the physics work so well. Yeah, it's uh, the game development Reddit has just been mind blown when that game launched, just for like how seamless all those physics work. There was um, kind of, I think we chatted about it like one or two weeks ago that they spent let's say a year of development was spent exclusively polishing the physics, which just shows in the final product. Anyway, we're gushing, <laughs> incredible yeah, 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 but... speed run, and excited to see how much it gets down to because I think Breath of the Wild's like under ten minutes now. So that's mad. I feel like I want to go and watch a Breath of the Wild speed run now. I'm not going to watch the new one because I don't I don't want to, you know, I'll be at least another year before I'm finished. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool. Double Dragon Gaiden as well. I'm interested to see how that's going to play, if it's going to be decent. Uh, obviously, I grew up playing the Double Dragon games. Al didn't, but it's very much a kind of, you know, co-op beat em up. So that could be really fun. Uh, OK, let's move on then to the rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Interestingly, before we talk about our main rumour this week, I've seen a lot of talk about, and we talk about this all the time, but a direct. Do we think we're getting one soon, Anton? I personally think we are. Um, as we're just, you know, it's the Summer Games Fest era. You know, we're, we, we're having all the conferences. You know, we've already had PlayStation Showcase. We've got the Xbox One on the calendar, Ubisoft, EA. 
everybody's got their events penned in and it's been a little while since Nintendo's last one. I think especially following their lukewarm financial kind of year-end financial results and uh, shareholder meeting and the kind of slightly empty slate that's primarily just been getting held up by Pikmin 4 and Metroid Prime 4, which we know very, very little. That could be years away. It could be decades. Who knows how long it's going to take until that game. So I think if Nintendo doesn't want to just walk into a room and get shot, they would uh, announce some new games to be able to talk about at their next shareholder quarterly meeting. Yeah, I think it's going to happen soon as well. I mean, June is quite common. I think we we usually get one around now, don't we? Indeed. There's always a June-July mid-year one. Yeah. Well, watch this space. The other rumour, and our main rumour this week, is that uh, there's rumours of GameCube and Wii games coming to the Nintendo Switch, which of course could be tied in nicely with our first rumour. Uh, Nintendo European Research and Development, nerd, uh, have listed a job opening for an emulator engineer with experience in reverse engineering and debugging legacy games, hardware and firmware. They've pre- previously worked on ports, including Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is a weird one because it, I loved that port. I think it was a great you know, they're the best way to play those games. But it wasn't perfect. There were still quite a lot of, you know, they obviously used emulation in some places where maybe they didn't have to and there were there were weird bugs and, and things that you could do. So um, I would imagine that won't be a huge issue if it is them that's dealing with the GameCube and Wii games because, it, you know, it's not really a big issue for most people, but just something I noted. Indeed, I could see this being less so a development of like a Nintendo Switch Online app where you just get 20 games. As much as I would love that, I think this is them running out of Wii U games to port and we're moving into porting, you know, that era of games. GameCube and Wii are very much Uh. similar hardware, just slightly different clock speeds. So, you know, we've just had Kirby getting ported along. We've had Skyward Sword getting ported along. I could see this being a kind of, this is where our ports are going to come from for a wee bit, you know, having, you know, Metroid 2 and two and 3 coming as ports, you know, maybe Pikmin 1 through 3 could be, or 1 through 2 uh, getting ported, you know, some of the back catalogue getting on Nintendo Switch and, you know, building out the calendar a little. I, you know, I don't mind that as, as long as they do a really good job on the, on, on sort of, ma- you know, making it modern. And, and I'm not just talking... Graphically, I think it's really important that they give these games more quality of life because a lot of those games are great, but to play them in a modern era would require a different mapping of the controller. It would re- require maybe a new menu system, all that kind of stuff. So if they're going to do that and port games over, then, you know, as long as the price is okay, then fine. But I just have this fear they're going to be thirty nine ninety nine, and there's going to be very little change. But look, maybe not. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, certainly an interesting rumour. Uh, okay. I've got some deals for you. You want to hear them? Absolutely. You what? Time for deals of the week. Uh, what I'll say is that um, your wallet's about to get even, uh, what's the word, lighter. It's going to take off the way we're going. So first of all, the Ori games. We've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps at four ninety nine, which I think is a wonderful price for a brilliant game. Uh, but if you want to go for the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, then that's £3.74. Both amazing deals, right? Absolutely, and uh, very, very hard games, and they'll tick you wee well. Maybe just hard to me because I'm not very good, but you know, I'm I <laughs> certainly stared at that one wall once for way too long, try to figure out what I was doing, and then I had to backtrack halfway across the map to actually know what I was doing. You know, you'll get your mileage. 
Yeah, 100%. SteamWorld Heist Ultimate Edition, that is currently £2.24. Now, the thing about SteamWorld Heist is it's not SteamWorld Dig. Same world, same universe, but it's a different game. And it's actually, again, really, really well reviewed. And for £2.28, you can't really go wrong. Indeed. Although the SteamWorld franchise has spanned across very many different subgenres, they all have a fairly consistent standard and quality. So if you like one and the quality it is, there's a good chance that the other ones will be palatable. Uh, SteamWorld Dig is £1.34, by the way. And if you haven't played it, just buy that for £1.34. It's hugely addictive. Uh, we've also got Lego City Undercover. Now, the Lego games go on sale quite a lot now on the eShop. But the reason I'm saying this one is if you've never played it and you fancy an open world Lego uh, sort of GTA, then that is exactly what this is. It's £7.49 right now, and that is a really good deal. I actually think the Wii U port, sorry, the Wii U version of it was a better all-round version than the Switch port. I think the Switch port's got a few bugs in it, but it still plays well enough to get through the game. Um, and I, Have you ever played through it, Anton? Yeah, I played a good chunk on the Wii U, had excellent usage of the Wii U gamepad, what you lose with the Wii U gamepad in the Nintendo Switch version, you will make up in co-op. So especially if you've got a younger gamer, it's a fairly That's good right. game to carry them through. And I think let them experiment with the sandbox. That is what this game is quite good for. Of just It's you know very hand-holdy, but it's not entirely linear, which is excellent to see for a, a title targeting all audiences. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Retro City Rampage and Shakedown Hawaii, two games from the same uh, same development team and really good, like the old school top-down GTAs of GTA London, GTA 2, way back in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Retro City Rampage, I've completed. I think that might be the first game I completed on the Switch. £4.32, that is. Shakedown Hawaii, £4.49. Again, if you like old school, just get them. Yeah, to be honest, that's probably worth it for the soundtrack alone, which... I would love it if there was a feature on like any console, ideally on Nintendo first, that you know you could just have all the soundtracks from all the games you have in like a music player app, because this would be at the top of that playlist. Here's a little bit of um, a curveball, because I, I've, I think this is actually a really good deal, even though the game itself is average, um, but it's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It's $5.99 at the minute. And the reason I'm saying that is that if you were to unlock Brawlhalla, for example, which is, you know, probably the closest other than Smash Bros. Um, that would cost you a lot more than $5.99. If you were to get Smash Bros, that would be a lot more than $5.99. So if you want a cheap option with some characters that are familiar, like SpongeBob and the Turtles and various others, it's maybe worth a, a gamble at $5.99. Yeah, especially as, you know, Smash Bros isn't... I, I never found it fun as an individual, personally. I know yeah, heresy to some. I know people love collecting their spirits. It didn't captivate me, personally. So it was only really a multiplayer title. So being able to just have a kind of cheap one to just chuck on and... You know, yeah. it's uh, you know, a little bit more kid-friendly, so it's not like uh, anybody's going to get beaten too badly. Well, uh, yeah, that's exactly what you know. I would say is exactly the reason to to buy it. It's for the occasional you know multiplayer with friends type vibe. Uh, one more for you because there's loads at the minute. The eShop sales just seem to keep coming, but I will say this one is a good one, especially for younger gamers. Alba, a wildlife adventure. It's a very kind of open world with a. Um, you, you go and you, you sort of um, fix things and take photos of things and it's very kind of like get rid of the litter basically is the whole premise. So no real um, 
no real fighting or anything like that. And it's kind of under education in some ways. And it's well reviewed and it's just six pounds seventy sorry, six pounds sixty-nine at the minute. It's normally sixteen seventy-nine. And I think that's a really good deal. Uh, a nice game. Even if you just want a relaxing, chill out game where you don't have to fight, I would recommend it. Indeed, it is a really, really awesome one. I believe it's set in the Scottish wilderness, but I might be mistaken about that. Just very charming. It's a very good before bed game. Absolutely. Uh, And that is it. I mean, there are many deals on the eShop. Just be careful. I just say go in and be wary. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, you never know where the... the, the money and time will go. And it's just... Even then, I was like looking at my shelf. Not even taking in third party indie games. There's just so many Nintendo official games on Nintendo Switch now. There's so much choice. It's kind of daunting, especially considering where we came from as early adopters of this platform. Oh, I know. There was a one point I remember, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, that I owned, I think, 75% or maybe even 80% of the games in the eShop because there were only like nine. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, there's thousands and thousands now. Um, look, that is just about it. It's a slightly shorter episode because we don't have Al's quiz and I haven't prepared any questions for you and I'm assuming you haven't prepared any questions for me. Uh, this is when we rig, rig the system, a point each, unstoppable. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that helps either of us though, Antonio. It's a nice idea, you know. You but, know uh, it's uh, just a serotonin point. It just makes like us it. feel good inside and motivate us, motivates us to go on. Let's tell them. Let's tell them that we both want a point because they'll never listen. Uh, that is it for another episode. Just a quick reminder again, nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. If you head there, you can find out all about the show, but also if you want to be a Patreon, £2 a month. And it's also got the back catalogue of stuff in there. You can have a look and see what we've done in the past. And, and it's just a really good website. Who made it, Anton? Uh, yeah, that was um, kind of uh, foundations of Al, and then I kind of uh, kept it going over the years. And yeah, you get you know on the website, you can just see the vast of content that we've done across the years. It's kind of ridiculous in many ways. It is utterly silly, but never mind. Uh, that is it for another show. We will be back with another main show next week, hopefully with Al as well. Until then, have a good week. Goodbye. Au revoir.